0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: Okay, the first thing you need today after you've got up and had your breakfast to watch this stupid show and breathe oxygen otherwise you are going to die, you need to go to Instagram and watch that 20-minute-plus promo, The Rock Cut. My word, it's good. He also deleted it and then added an extra 6 minutes to it, and that six minutes was just insulting Seth Rollins. So while he's not going to get on the board just yet, The Rock just made him a contender for Hater of the Year 2024, and I'll level with you. I'm enjoying this all very much. Oh, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs for this week's WWE Smackdown. And do not forget one. Make sure you buy your tickets for WrestleMania weekend on the Sunday when WhatCulture is having a live show. Just because people keep asking me, which I do appreciate very much. Yes, straight after WrestleMania, I'm going to be staying in the States for a while to be in the last match musical. You can also buy tickets for that now as well. But listen, when I'm out there, I'm still going to continue the ups and downs. And why? Because I'm crazy. So let's do it. Otherwise, smack down started with the longest Elimination Chamber video you've ever seen in your life. To the point, the next time we have a pay-per-view premium life event, i just skip it and wait for one of these. It tells you everything. The focus, of course, though, was on the fact that Cody Rhodes has said, Rock, I want to challenge you one-on-one. So who came out? It wasn't actually the Rock, it was the Bloodline. Now, hilariously, this went 40 minutes, which, given the rest of the show, must be longer than planned. But listen, if anything is this good... I ain't going to get mad at it. Roman Reigns also wanted to be acknowledged here because that's his thing. And even though he did get acknowledged, he had decided his acknowledgement level wasn't up to the decibels that was necessary. So eventually he was like, ah, flub this, I'm going home. Paul Heyman stopped him though because we can't do that right now. Because you know, I'm here and Solo here and you're here and Jimmy Uso's here. But I tell you who's not here, the people's champion. So we're going to have to wait. He's coming out after the commercial. Now, Reigns didn't look happy about this at all. Although, to be fair, he never looks happy about anything. And they weren't telling the truth. Because then we got, if you smell, and out came The Rock. This was so good. Because one, he was wearing the most absurd jacket ever, which is the best. And two, the Brahma ball in his entrance video now has red eyes. Because he's gone heel. Just the small stuff that I like. All the fans were, of course, charting Rocky before they did start to boo him. And I tell you, this makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum as well. Because like every sleep, people are going to be excited to see Dwayne Johnson. But then they realized we have a part to play. And I get that's a little bit silly Billy, but I like silly Billy. It makes the segments better. He wound them up instantly though, by saying that Phoenix is full of crackheads and meth addicts, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going in deep here, and said that their life now has meaning because these cactus crackheads can inject something else into their veins. i was like, you know what? Just good lines. Rock then said everybody is happy because pro wrestling is flying right now, it is on fire, although well, there's one person that's trying to drag it down, and it's that goober Cody Rhodes. The rock had heard his challenge at the Elimination Chamber though, and he does have an answer, and the answer is no. Some reason it made me laugh now apparently this was down to the fact that the women in phoenix are crackhead karens that are desperate for a 22 inch piece of heaven so i was a bit like listen rock i don't know if you're being accurate here but i don't think that thing's gonna fit then he told us he was talking about his arms let's just move on the point is dwayne johnson has another offer for cody rhodes and seth Rollins, and that is the long rumored tag match so if they want to do that that would be great but there are some stipulations because if seth and cody do win the bloodline will be banned from night two of wrestlemania when it is cody rhodes taking on roman reigns but if they lose that match then becomes bloodline rules Ruh-roh. as the rock told us too that could be jimmy Uso as the referee or solo sokoa singing the national anthem this actually led to a solo chant and he looks so confused And now listen wwe don't let me down I need that guy singing the national anthem. Tony and Seth have to answer this next week, too. And if they don't do this, The Rock is going to use all his He-Man powers, including the fact that he's head of the board, to make sure they never walk again. I was like, this is working so damn well, because we're blurring the lines. It wasn't done either, because The Rock was then about to hit his go-home line, when Roman was like, No, Mr. Dwayne. I need to talk to you. The fact of the matter is that he needs to be acknowledged. Now, don't tell me this is just some stupid catchphrase that WWE came up with, because when Roman did say this, this sold-out crowd went, unbelievable, they were shocked. I mean, they treated it like it was sacred text, and The Rock did do this. He said, Roman Reigns, I acknowledge you, my tribal chief. When he did the, if you smell, and he passed the microphone to Reigns, who finished it with, what the bloodline are cooking? So right here, at least, they are on the same page. But you already know the deal. The Rock is probably an inner agent and he's going to turn. Then the crowd did chant you sold out at one point. I've been thinking about that all morning because it makes no sense. And yes, very sadly, if you were watching the US feed, apparently it kept blacking out because there was a sign that said die, Rocky, die. That was always going to happen given what did go back in 1997. That's why you should always watch the UK feed. We'll put anything on TV. So it did really go long, but I don't care because I had a wonderful time. And it's still pretty surreal that The Rock was on this Smackdown. He's going to be on next week's Smackdown and the Smackdown after that. I mean, lots of people have been asking for that for ages. You should probably go and watch this today. Uh, Bossing theory and Grayson Waller were then hanging out backstage watching videos on their iPhone. When LA Knight walked in and said, hey, do you know what AJ Styles is? They said, nope. And he just walked off. I was like, that was kind of a waste of life. Oh, of course, as well, they were watching Randy Orton get punched in the face from the Elimination Chamber. So who was behind them? It was the Viper. He kind of turned into your dad here. He was all like, ha ha ha. You think that's funny? Well, now I'm going to whip one of your guys' ass. It was Grayson Water as well who went, man, you should take on Austin Theory, mate. He said he wanted a match with you. But Austin looked at him and said, that's now two for two. Now, it does seem like we're going to break these up eventually. It kind of upsets me. However, if you have seen Austin Theory in real life, he does have this endearing, goofy quality to him. And I say that as a massive compliment. So if we can kind of get that represented on camera... Well, it all could be okay. When these time issues definitely screwed over Naomi. Because it was going to be her versus Tiffany Stratton. I mean, Tiffany only got half an entrance. But Naomi didn't get one at all. Now, come on, man. Don't pretend that WWE wasn't going to show this. Have you seen her entrance? It's probably the best one. You could kind of tell they were speeding through the match as well. Because, again, they did have to catch up. Although well, fair play to this Tiffany Stratton, she is acclimatizing to the main roster very quick. There was a Tiffy time chart as well, so everything is going the way it should be. And after they did some flipping for a bit, Naomi went, nope, she booted her right in the face. i will do it. Also came back with a face buster for a one-two-oo when Tiffany got the stomp and a spine buster for a one-two-oo of her own, when she essentially kind of just raped Naomi, right in the eyes, because Naomi didn't know what was going on, the referee missed it. Tiffany hit the prettiest moonsault ever and she got the one through three. If we are gonna start ranking how pretty that move is, oh, this is the best one so far. It was perfect. So I really did enjoy this and I think both of them will have a great year. So I am gonna give it an up, but yes, for all the other stuff that wasn't really anybody's fault. I mean, I guess you could say it probably was. I am gonna give it a down. It's not a bad thing. That's not a good thing. It's just a thing that happened. But would I prefer it if they both had their entrances? Yes, but I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. Mostly because sleep is really important. But have got a quick video reminding you of all the damage control stuff. And this was very well done. And then it happened. And I was like, yes. And I was like, oh no, because I was sad. But what did I tell you I got it right? But it was Dakota Kai and Bailey taking on the Kabuki Warriors, and of course, just when Bailey went to make a tag, Dakota went, ha, ha, I am tagging you. She fell to the floor, and Oscar and Kyrie Sane beat up their former friend.
2: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B.
0: Slash wrestling.
1: I was like Dakota, this is like a super evil plan. And you actually wasted WWE TV time. You told them you were going to have a match. And hopefully Bales did whip guys' ass for a little bit because you want a fighting baby face. But it was the numbers game here. Bailey doesn't have any buddies anymore. and They laid her to waste and went ha 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 ha. Like they were supervillains. I mean, the match was also ruled a no contest. The referee must have been really confused like, why are tag team partners fighting? But of course, it just means the odds are now stacked against Bailey, but she will go to WrestleMania, she will become the champion. And given all the madness in the other narratives, this is actually now the best story in WWE because it's been going on for such a long time and we have stuck to the task. So, while obviously I do think this is deplorable behaviour, it's getting it up. I like it. There's actually more to this too because we cut to the back where the rest of the damage control were continuing to laugh when they got cut off by Jade Cargill. What? And Nick Aldis walked in and stopped any fisty cuffs because like, Jade, I need to talk to you. But now I'm starting to think, well, Jade does keep getting cheers and Bianca Belair needs something to do and I thought we were going to do that match. So maybe now Bianca and Jade team up and that allows her to be a babyface. It also gives Bailey some friends and Cargill can work with Bianca and get really, really good. When well, you put all that together it does make sense but also i just totally made it up and talking about speeding up the show we had had zion quinn versus bron breaker bron got in the ring he speared him great speed you've ever seen one two three i think this went eight seconds there is nothing wrong with this though because it's not going to hurt him and if you do use the goldberg template for that guy when he's going to fly even higher then he's already going to soar i'm very excited about what bron baker's going to do on smackdown it may be something magic happening in front of our eyes we well, then a quick reminder about all the LWO, Carlito and Galgado del Fantasma stuff. And very sadly, we got the memorial graphic for Virgil. Because he did tragically pass away this week, and I tell you, man, when I was but a fetus, one of the first things I saw in WWF was SummerSlam 1991, and I didn't understand what the flub was going on, but what I could tell just from the reaction is that Virgil defeating the Million Dollar Man for the Million Dollar Title was a damn cool moment. He was only 61 as well, which is no age. So of course, thoughts to his friends and family. It's been a horrible week for wrestling deaths overall. So once again, thoughts and feelings to their families too. And then yeah, it was Santos Escobar versus Carlito in a street fight. Even though this has been going on for ages. Somehow it still felt like it came out of nowhere. Fair play to these guys, they smashed it. Now, the real issue we had is that Santos's group actually feels cooler than the LWO, although thankfully we rectified that at the end here, and the bell went ding-ding to start, and everyone just started to fight. And then it went Carlito, grabbed Escobar, and threw him into Simba the Steel steps, and I was like, what did Simba do to you? And given the crowd was going, we want tables, in that weird voice, Carlito was like, weee, I'm going to do it. Although, then he abandoned the wood, and he got a kendo stick instead. Because of course we have to do this in all kind of street fights although really when it comes to street fights it would be the least devastating weapon in all of weapons something or other that didn't work i totally screwed that up but people use these and it never does much damage the funniest part is when we cut back to commercial collie it was just there with the trash can on his head although he soon reversed the tide he put it on eskibar's skull when he got charlie the chair <laughs> he just smacked him with it, that cannot be fun. He then hit this spinning thing into a bunch of weapons when Escobar's penis went right into the top rope. Really, when you think about it, it's the worst pain of all. I think Angel and Humberto then got worried because they came out to try and help their leader. Although amazingly, they hit their triple power bomb and Carlito kicked out one, two, ooh. This is when the LWO were out to try and balance the books as well, but it looked like Santos was going to get to victory. Well, of all the people who returned to WWE, It was flipping Rey Mysterio. And this was hilarious too, because clearly in the back, he had said to his boys right here, what I'm going to do, I'm going to come out on crutches really slowly, even though you will be in need at this point, and I'm going to pretend that I'm still injured. But then they'll run at me, and I will use the crutch as a weapon. I've been like, Rey... This is really convoluted. It was great, though, because he did use his walking stick to kick everybody's ass. When Carlito had the apple, he used this distraction to go and spit it right in Sanos Escobar's face. 6-1-9, Carlito then threw him through the table. 1-2-3, and every single person in this building lost their damn mind. So this was just super fun, and I presume we are getting to the last part of the feud now that Rey Mysterio is back. And we are in mania season. This is an easy, easy up. Speaking of Crazy Feuds too, we also then got told next week it is Bobby Lashley versus Karrion Cross. I kind of feel like we have to end things here, even though it hasn't really begun. We also had more teasing too because Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne got to see Nick Aldis. They were like, V-Vaunt, another tag team match against the Judgment Day. It's like, are you kidding me? You lost. Now, yes, this was all to tie into the story because a big announcement about the championship is coming. And I presume that we're soon going to have Raw Tag Team titles and SmackDown Tag Team titles. Now, I'll be honest with you. Personally, I don't really like that. I enjoy it more when it is one set. But in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't make any difference at all. Night then came storming in and he told Aldous he was still looking for AJ. He was like, listen, I told Styles to stay at home. (laughs) So, Knight was like, all right, (laughs) well, maybe i just go to his home. So we're going to get another home invasion. Maybe this time somebody will actually get arrested. It is a crime. I then kind of feel like we started to hint about what we could do at WrestleMania. Because it was Randy Orr versus Austin Theory in our main event. But who was doing guest commentary? It was Kevin Owens. You could do a three-way for the US title. Otherwise, I really think that Orton and Austin worked well together. They have a special kind of chemistry. And given that we had Grayson Waller out there too, he was kind of casting shenanigans. And that allowed Austin to grab Orton and he threw him into Alan the announce table. I didn't think they were going to do a superplex, but one of them slipped or something, and my word, are they good professional wrestlers? Because kind of like in midair, they adjusted, and Randy still hit the move, and Austin Theory still sold it. I guess a massive round of applause. That was really impressive. It was then time for Randy to run his greatest hits, but he does it so damn well, and it's so well-timed, you can't help but love it, when he got his revenge, because he grabbed Austin, threw him into Alan the announce table. Randy then felt like he had to go smack Waller, so he basically did that. When Austin Theory hit his rolling blockbuster, and I tell you, that got a really good one to Ooh, a tiny part of me, this part just bit a little bit. That was never going to happen though, because Randy Orton can't lose, and when Austin went to do it again, he took one of the best damn Archeos you've seen in ages. I mean, he was honestly about this high up in the air. That was the end of the match, too. And of course, Kevin Owens ran in there to start fighting these goofballs when he hit Austin with a stunner. And he solved that wonderfully as well. So maybe I'll make a chart. But for now, I actually think he could be the best sell guy in all of wrestling. He never misses. We also saw a fist bump between Kevin Owens and Randy Orton to end Smackerdown. But given that Logan Paul is going to be on next week's show, I think that could be the match. I'd love that. It'd be really, really good. As was this, it was just entertaining. Up. Which brought us to the end of SmackDown, And of course, we are just kind of laying bits and pieces in place here for WrestleMania. But we are going to get that tag team announced next week properly. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Up. Now, of course, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for AEW. Oh my gosh, we can watch both shows. Can you believe it? Like the video, share the video and subscribe. Leave me a comment below. And listen, here's the schedule given the crazy wrestling stuff. Collision Ups and Downs will go live tomorrow. And then Revolution Ups and Downs will go live on Monday. Then I am sleep. I'm so tired